I don't know why I'm excited, but I'm even more excited than you are, I think. That's pretty exciting. That's pretty excited, yes. Actually, I think... Uh, Huh? What? Huh? Uh, you think so, huh? Oh. I, you think so. Never. You know, TJ Collin was, shout out to TJ Collin, bro fluff, I guess, as it were, on bro Twitter today. Bro fluff. Bro fluff. Mm. Whatever that is. Uh, on Twitter <laughs> today, he was tweeting <laughs> that he has an engineer friend that pronounces drawings as drawlings. And, and I'm like, drawlings? drawlings? That's like baby draws. This is Barely Furcasting, featuring Tabin, an Injured Nerves audio production. Oh, well, Moobark Fluff to all the creatures in the Potterverse. I am Barely Normal, your co-host who likes French toast. And with me, as always, <laughs> is Tabin. Hello, Tabin. How are you this week? I wag, I wag. So good to see you again, once again, this week, Barely. And uh, yeah, the French toast, that's some good stuff. So I'm with you mm-hmm. on that one. And yeah, it's, it's been a good week. Um, how about you? How's your week been, Barely? Uh, it's been okay. I mean, we we put some plants in the ground. Little baby, little baby vegetable plants in the ground. Baby, so baby. that we could baby. So, so, so if they draw, then <laughs> they'll be drawlings. They'll be vegetablelings. Yes, they will. They're be vegetablelings right now. Yes. So, <laughs> and uh, I've been uh, I've been scouring the web for artists for my ref sheet. Still haven't found one. Well, the one, okay, I take that back. I have found several that I like, but all of their commissions are closed for like the next year and a half. Of and course like, they are. That's how it works. Like, like uh, okay. I so like who, who oh, were some that you found so that you like? I, I don't remember the names because once their commissions are closed, I'm it's like, it's like, I'll go and move on. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll move <laughs> on. So why remember their name? Anyway, so any re- listeners, if you have recommendations, send them my way, send them in the BFFT chat or in DM me, whatever you want to do. So, you know, Tabin, our guest later today is Paradox Red Wolf. And uh, yay. Yeah. And that made me start thinking about paradoxes again. Now, now stop with the jokes. Oh. I don't want all the same old jokes, but. Okay. Um, okay. <laughs> But I found something that I want to share with our listeners about paradoxes. Are you ready to hear this? I think so. Should I be? I don't know. Let's try. Let's see here. Let's, let's so, just try it. Let's just try it. See if you've heard this. So uh, the English language is a stupid language. There is no egg and eggplant. There is no ham and hamburger. And neither pine nor apple are in a pineapple. English muffins were not invented in England, and French fries were not invented in France. We sometimes take English for granted, but if we examine its paradoxes, we find that quicksand takes you down slowly. Boxing rings are square. The guinea pig is neither from Guinea, nor is it a pig. If writers write, how come fingers don't fing? If the, <laughs> if the plural of tooth is teeth, shouldn't the plural of phone booth be phone beef? <laughs> If a teacher taught, why didn't the preacher prot? Now, if a vegetarian eats vegetables, what the heck does a humanitarian eat? And why is it that people recite at a play, yet play at a recital? They park on driveways and drive on parkways, as you have said in the past. And how can the weather be hot as hell one day and cold as hell on another? You have to marvel at the unique lunacy of a language where a house can burn up as it burns down. And when you fill in a form, you fill in a form by filling it out. An alarm clock is only heard once it goes off. English was invented by people, not computers. And it reflects the creativity of the human race, which of course isn't a race at all. And that is why when the stars are out, they are visible. But when the lights are out, they are invisible. 
And why is it when I wind up a clock, it starts, but when I wind up this monologue, it ends? Indeed. Not out deed, <laughs> you would think, but indeed. Right? I mean, there's so many things that I, I've wondered about, definitely. like, <laughs> And especially the, the alarm clock thing. I've always wondered, why does it go off? I, I don't... Anyway. <laughs> My alarm clock went off, and I heard it. And I okay. heard it. Like, well, how did you do that? But no, I, that's actually something. So yeah, there's so many things there that... And, and the plural weird. of sheep is sheep. Right, yes. So kind of, what was the one you said, um, the a, plural... A, a tooth is teeth. Yeah, right. So yeah. should a plural of sheep be shoop? I don't know. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> Our challenge this week for furs is to dance. Just dance. Just do it. Send us a little clip on BFFT chat of you dancing. Just dance. There you go. Just, just do it. Go. I like just it. Just do it. I like yeah. it. This should be an right. easy challenge. It's a very easy challenge. Let's see if any furs follow up. Any creatures in the Potterverse, send us a little video of you dancing. Have so, we gotten any? Because I've said ne- this several never. times. No, no, never. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, you knew exactly what it's going to say. And it happened. Yeah. Come on. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, We've got a lot of listeners out there, but nobody ever said. We must be doing everything perfect because, I mean, we're not getting, we're, we're, we're the even keel. Nobody's really unhappy, nor are they super happy. So they're not. They're not. They're not sending us anything. They so. don't want to send us if they if they're doing any challenges. We want to know if you're doing challenges. Oh, hi! I was All running right. out of breath, yeah. so I'll stop All doing right. that. That takes us up to last week today. Last week, I mentioned J.K. Simmons, the guy from the... At Farmers, we know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two. We are Farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's in this show that I was watching. Now, I thought I could I would have sworn on a stack of bibbles that he was a character in the X-Files, but he wasn't. Oh, now, dun, dun, dun. I know, right? I don't know why my bear brain thought he was. Because you were going off the... I was going off the rails, totally. <laughs> if <Yeah>. you... <laughs> if I will. If you will, I was off the rails. Dun, yes. dun, dun. Okay. <laughs> okay, so, okay. And then you mentioned in our Furries in the News section about the furry-owned tap room in Bothell, which we were trying to get them to come on our show as guests. And you said on their menu that they offered a... And I'm going to pronounce this like you pronounced it, a charcuterie, and you didn't know what that was. In all honesty, Tabin, it's pronounced charcuterie. Now, I'm sure that you've heard of a charcuterie when you go to a restaurant. I have not. What is really? one? Oh, it's like a meat and cheese platter. You go oh, order a charcuterie. They bring a little cheese and meat. It's like little veggies on it, maybe some pickled onions. It's a charcuterie. Ta-da! Hmm. I did not hmm. know that. Yes. I have to and... go back. I, I'm... So, so what was J.K. Simmons on? Because he thought he was on X Files. Was he on anything that we Just, know of besides uh, the, the commercial? He's in a lot of movies. He was the he played the dad in Juno. Um, oh, okay. He played. I mean, he's got a long and and varied it's actor a, a, actor career. pedigree. Pedigree, yes. like a, a pedigree, if you will. Dun dun dun. <laughs> So, do you have anything for last week today? I do not. Do not. I know. You've been a busy pup this week. It, so. It's been busy, but yeah, I haven't had too much time to reflect. I'm so behind on, on listening to her. I did actually yesterday listen to a little bit more of the Twitch to Wolf episode, which is like 43. Mm-hmm. So, I'm I'm still quite behind, but... Well, uh, and now we're going to come up with the Flusters Abridged Dictionary. Why is it a bridge? Well, because we had to get over it. 
<laughs> so we started this this season because we're mm-hmm. this is season this is episode two in episode two, two. <gasps> right and so we started last week for any fur that doesn't remember or didn't listen to it apparently <laughs> Tabin that is me my name is Tabin mm-hmm. I'm a pup apparently. Bark, bark. Bark, bark, indeed, in <laughs> deed, not out deed. That is definitely not, not an out deed. No. That's an in deed. Hi, you have words. I was saying, you have words. Oh, I have words. Yes, have that's, words. I, I did not for a few seconds. You had to speak my words for me because I apparently didn't. But yep. normally I have words, and so we are in the process of defining them one per week. And last week was Pluffer Dean. And mm-hmm. this week, what is this week's word, Barely? This week's word is flungledangle. I, that's a word I might have said at one point. I don't yes. remember when, yes. but I could uh, see that happening. <laughs> now, it is a noun. It is defined as a catastrophic use of the language, which could have been avoided by proper schooling in the fluff language. Oh, that's schooling. Most of the time, it's referring to words that are used improperly or out of context or in the extreme wrong sense. For example, Tabin sometimes uses the word moobark fluff as a verb when it should be used as a greeting or a goodbye word. Oh, to moobark fluff. That's not out. (laughs) Right. So in this case, moobark fluff would be considered a flungle dangle. Uh, Okay. I flangle dangled. No, flingle dangled. A flangle dangle. A flangle dangle is an entirely different thing, which we will define later on. Okay, okay. We're, <laughs> there's lots of little nuances, as it were. As it were. <laughs> Don't get off the rails. Don't. Uh, <laughs> dun dun dun. <laughs> oh, poor listeners! You have to start. You have to just listen from the beginning, or all these in jokes will not make any sense whatsoever. Whatsoever. What's the tever? What's is the tever? That, I don't know. Is that a month like after September, but before October, it's September or whatever word you just said? I don't even know what word I just said. So maybe someone will write in and tell us. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> and mailbag. I'm also going to classify this now in season two as not only the mailbag, but in the chat. So if mailbag you are- in the chat. Mailbag in the chat. So if you're in the FFT, the FFT, the BFFT chat on Telegram, great. If you're not, then join. But um, <laughs> yeah, that was good. I like that. That was good. Just very simple. It's, it's, it's an it's open chat. Come on and join in. Yep. It's um, easy logic. So there was a discussion recently about ferrets and weasels. I remember seeing that. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. I don't think... Because was there any um, consensus to... There was a consensus. There was. They're different animals. Yes, they're they different are. Species. And are they in they're, the same phylum or something? I don't know. They're they're the phylum, I believe. Yes, they're in the same family. Is that family. phylum? Is family no, and phylum, phylum the same? No, phylum is there's seven things and kingdom. Phylum and family, I think, are different okay. things in the hierarchy. In the hierarchy of mem of life. <laughs> is that what that is? <laughs> we'll go with that. I think okay. so. Sure. <laughs> okay. What are the other four? You knew three. What are the other four? Uh, oh, wow. There's kingdom, order, phylum, family. Ah, I don't remember. The, but there's seven of them. Seven This of is... Them. Okay, so Mark, write this down for the next week's last week Something week's for day. next... Yes. The, what are the or, seven things in the kingdom? Yeah. And I mentioned... Species is one of them. Species. Sorry, okay. I, I, that just came to me. <laughs> you remembered, yes. So weasels and ferrets are in the same family, but they are different. Weasels are tinier. More aggressive, ferrets are cuddly and friendly and tend to be held as pets a lot. And tubes, they are commonly known in the furry world as tubes. 
tubes or uh, furry snakes. Or long boys. Long boys, yes. Mm-hmm. So that's what a, that's what a ferret is. And someone was the reason it came up was because their fursona is a black-footed ferret, and he refers to himself as BFF. So he thought it was really cool that he was in the BFFT. Chat. Yes, yes. Yeah. And then I said in the story in there that I would tell a story about how a weasel peed on me once. Oh, well, that's exciting. I I think I <laughs> wag. I guess we'll find out about that. So what happened was shortly after my honey and I moved into the house that we live in now, it was winter time. We moved in in January. He went off to work and I was getting dressed for work and I was getting ready. And our dogs were in the backyard just barking like crazy, like something was really wrong in the backyard. Oh, yeah. We had two dogs. We had a beagle and a bulldog. They were just going crazy. So I come downstairs and I look out back and on our table in the patio was a ferret sitting there just Looking over the edge of the just, table, just teasing the dogs. Yeah, oh, just sitting there. Naughty ferret. <laughs> naughty ferret, just teasing the dogs. And then he would walk to the other side of the table and they would run over and bark and he'd walk to the other side of the table and bark. And I was like, huh. That's so I went out true. there and he just kind of sat up at his hind legs and he's like put his little pawsies out to, to hug me. And I was oh. like, oh, so oh, clearly this is a domesticated yeah. ferret. So I picked him up and he climbed up under my neck and he hanged there. And I'm like, okay, I don't know who you are and I'm not, I'm new to the neighborhood. So I'm just going to take you down to the end of the street and, and put you in a bush and hopefully you'll find your way home. And so I did, I took him down, put him in a bush, went back to the house, finished getting dressed and the dogs are going ape again. It's like, oh, oh my God. Now the dogs go are ape. We've got so many right. animals in the so, neighborhood. <laughs> I go back outside and there's the ferret again on the table teasing hmm. the dogs. So, so like, how far uh, away was the end of the street? How far did a ferret have to maybe, go to get back? I don't, a couple hundred feet, maybe okay. hundred. But, but enough that he found his way back anyway. If I his way back, yeah, to my, to my table. To your table where right. the doggies are. <laughs> I was like, okay, what do I do with this ferret? So I get online to, and I, and I, Google, with the Googler, what do you do with a found ferret? Did anything come up? Was that like a common thing? Did it, was did a it auto like, fill that in? Like it was so common? <laughs> no, it didn't fill it in, but it okay, did okay. say that there was a ferret rescue place here in Salem. Oh, and okay. I was like, oh, okay, well. So I sent them an email and I called them. And of course, they said, leave a message and we'll get back to you as soon as we can. And I was like, okay. So I have to go to work. I'm thinking, I have oh, to go to work. Oh, because it's the morning, right. Right. I have to go to work, and I have this ferret. What am I going to do? So I go, and I find a box, and I think, okay, I'll take the ferret to work with me, and when they call, I can bring the ferret to the ferret rescue place. I that's put just the really ferret... cute. I'm sorry, but that's just really cute that you just had the ferret rescue place. That just sounds so cute somehow. We'll have to get them on the show, the ferret rescue <laughs> place. <laughs> we will. So I, I took it to work, and it's in the box, and everybody at work is just like, oh, there's a ferret. There's a ferret. It's so exciting. So exciting. And it's just like, just running amok on the table. And, and the, we're having a meeting, right? And, oh, gee, that's so adorable. And it's running across the table and it's running around. People are petting it and everything. And it runs over to me and it sits in my lap and it proceeds to pee on me. It likes you. It liked me. I'm like, oh my God, it just peed on me. Luckily, I had a change of clothes at the office because I worked in corrections and, and you never was, know when a ferret's going to pee on you. You never know when a ferret's going to pee on you. <laughs> That's so the you real to reason change. to have a change of clothes. Yes. <laughs> That's right. Just in case a ferret pees on you, keep a set of clothes at your office in case a ferret decides to pee on you. That's the moral uh, of the that's story. A, that's so. a... Uh, <laughs> So, well, that's a very good to know. Very good. Yeah, it wound up okay. They called me and said we can come. We can come get the ferret. They met me in my office. I gave them the ferret. 
and the ferret was um, adopted by a lady that does ferrets. So there you go. <laughs> That's ferrets. As I mean, yeah, that's what that's what she does. Uh, and so. and and the ferret lived to pee another day. <laughs> it lived to pee another day. And you know what? I just realized, Tabin. I just realized the same thing you did. It's uh-huh. past that. Time. It's past that time. So I'm going to post the link, and we'll see if anybody is still watching to see if they want to come in. I apologize to all our furs that are listening in the Potterverse. I got caught up in my ferret pee story. So while we wait, so late. <laughs> But no, so late, yeah. We're naughty. We're naughty. We're naughty. We're you, naughty. You did. I mean, you did. I was totally enraptured in your story too. I didn't even notice till I saw you look at the clock. So enraptured. Enraptured. Ooh, were you raptured by a raptor? Maybe. I don't think a ferret's a raptor. I don't think so either. I- unless they go sing with Eminem, then they can be a rapper raptor. I don't know. What a I'm rapper. Doing with that. A rapper really raptor. Let's move on to uh, media while we're waiting for someone to come into Five Minute First. Am I okay? I don't know. Don't don't choke. Let's start with you this week. What are you doing with media? Hi. Hi. Apparently, how are you doing? (laughs) I'm doing superlative. Superlative. So that means you are the, is that the best or bestest? Superlative. I think that's the bestest, bestest you can be. I think so. What's the one below it? It's a some type of if relative. That's a. Oh, let's do that for another um, next week. So we've continued watching the current season, the newest season of Young Sheldon. Very great, as you know. You you've mm-hmm. already seen it all. It's really great. He's still so oh my annoying. God, he's so annoying. Yes, yes, that is the word. Oh my lord. But it's a great show. We saw some more Enterprise. Really good. I'm still really liking it. Oh, good. And also came in on Netflix is uh, not Discovery, but Picard. So we'll, we'll watch. Yes. I haven't, we haven't watched oh, it Oh, Picard yet. came into Netflix. Really? Yeah, we got it on, on disc. So that's a, so it, it apparently wasn't when you watched it. Oh, you got it on disc. Yeah. So shipped, so mailed to you. Okay, yeah, that's that's different. It's not on their streaming service. So we'll start that soon. That'll be good. Um, and we watched a movie, an actual movie. Wow. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Did you go off the rails? That's what I want to know. <laughs> Only if you will. <laughs> But but that's not an official, if you will, because you're no. the one that says if you will. So that was me yes. trying to. I'm a, such a poser. I'm a poser pup. Look at that. Don't. Okay. I'm not opposed to it at all. Oh, good. So we watched this movie called Vision Quest. It's a movie from 1985. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Wow. And I mean, you usually think of 80s movies like you don't think they would be good or anything but this was actually we me and my honey both we really liked it actually it's a movie from 1985 that we really liked and it takes place in spokane washington actually so was it filmed in spokane i wonder i think so but we're not that's true we're not actually sure i guess i don't know for sure but i think it was filmed in spokane so it's a high school wrestling thing like the main character is a high school wrestler and it's not one of those that is like totally focused on the sport that they're doing mm-hmm. it's part of it but it's not like the main part of it hmm. so it, it's it's like there's sports in it which really i'm not a sports pup so it, it's amazing that we liked it 
<laughs> but and there was lots of 80s music there was lots of 80 like it's you can totally tell it's an 80s movie uh, but we really liked it and i want to read from the internet a very short short uh synopsis or about the plot it's about a high school wrestler in spokane washington who has trouble focusing on his training regiment when a beautiful young Drifter takes up temporary residence at his home. A drifter? Dun, dun, not, dun. Not a drifter? Not a, yes, a drifter. I guess. Hmm. Anyway, so so it's really good. And it's interesting. I think it says something about the show when. So in this is on IMDb, where it actually has 6.6 .6 out of 10 stars, which, you know, for an 80s movie, that's pretty good. But this little summary I just read, the... They spell mm -hmm. regiment without the T, so they spell it R-E-G-I-M-E-N, which mm -hmm. I feel says something about the movie when the plot is, like, they don't pay attention to their spelling in the, the <laughs> summary. I don't know. Well, that's a word. That's a word. Regimen or regiment. They're two different words. Oh, so maybe this is... <gasps> really? Yes. Okay, so... Now I have to learn something. <laughs> what does what regimen without a T mean? Sort of like a series of things, like if you have a vitamin regimen. Maybe I've been saying the wrong word all my life. Maybe, maybe. But okay, then again, so, the English language is kind of screwy. So. Which, we, which we've mentioned. Yes. So. A, a regiment without a T is not something you can do in Britain. Because there's right, no T. Because they have to like T, yes. They have to. So. So what's a regiment um, then? A regiment with a T is like an army group. I have been using the word <laughs> wrong all my life. Okay. So <laughs> you've heard of regimental. That is like a group of army people and they're being regimental. They're being focused. They're being and focused. Oh. Yeah. And a regimen is like a training regimen. Like when you're going to do karate or jujitsu or judo, you have a training regimen. So I've always said regiment when it comes to what you just said a regiment is. So, wow. There you go. My fluff brain is blown. So they actually did it right. They did not misspell. I apologize to anyone that um, wrote that. <laughs> I really doubt you're listening to this podcast. But if right. you are, but I apologize to you for that. Uh, you get one more CEU for listening to our podcast today. Yeah, you do. I, I know I do. Nobody came into <laughs> Five Minute First, so we took the link down. So you watched this movie and it's a regimen. So then what happened? <laughs> hold on. Hold on. Um, hold on. Holding on. Oh, it had 57% on Rotten Tomatoes. I guess that's uh, that's it. <laughs> Rotten Tomatoes, you oh, say. I do have a question for you uh -oh. in terms of media. Have yes. you ever seen The Brave Little Toaster? Oh, years ago. Oh, you did? Years okay. Years and good. years ago, yeah. I didn't see it recently or anything. That was just a question I had for you. Okay. All right. Yes, I've seen it years ago. Okay, good. I think I was I think I was a teenager when that came out. So that's an eighties thing also, I believe. So I and my honey watched Mortal Kombat on HBO this week, the new Mortal Kombat that came out. It's a very good remake. This is the third time they've remade that movie. Really? Yes. And it's very, very, I cannot stress this enough, very graphic. But it's based off the like video the game? The video game, yes. Have you played the video game ever? No. <laughs> okay. You have not played the video game. So have you seen the video game? 
I've seen snippets of the video game, okay. but not, not a whole bunch. The video game is very graphically violent as well. And oh. if for listeners that have played Mortal Kombat, the the fatality scenes in the game have been recreated on the big screen in real life, uh, much like the video game. So, And is this rated like five and up or something? Five and up, five PGs and up. It's definitely so. I think it's rated oh, so, R. So somehow, when I think movie made off of a video game, I think it should be rated like G or something. But apparently, that doesn't happen. <laughs> no, I think the video game is actually rated like mature seventeen or something like that. I mean, you gotta oh. be. Yeah, well, it's not, yeah. So. <laughs> I I want to do that again just for Moritz. I think. Oh. <laughs> Am I a wooing? It sounds so like I, have a to t- wooing. I have to tell you, Moritz gets a kick out of us mentioning him all the time. Uh, and I think we've oh. mentioned him on every episode the last six weeks, somehow, some way. <laughs> okay, well, Moritz, you can um, kick yourself now, I guess, because uh-huh. you get yep, a kick. Yep, yep. <laughs> and then we watched another movie called Tenet. Uh, have you heard of this movie? Mm, I have not. <gasps> It's a very paradox central movie. In fact, the name of the movie is a palindrome. So it's the same forward or back, T-E-N-E-T. Kind of like race car or Alet Stella called Ed Stella. Yes. Those things. (laughs) I'm sorry. Those things, yes. Oh, you derailed me on that one. Um, Dun, dun, dun. (laughs) So you have to pay attention to this movie. It's two and a half hours long. Oh, my and, cow. And if you have to get up to use the restroom or make a sandwich or do anything, pause the movie. Because it's a movie about going forward and backward in time at the same time. Oh. Mm, that sounds complicated. Uh, Complip up. It's, up. This is it's very up. complicated. It's a Christopher Nolan film who has done great things like other movies along this line, which I can't think of right now. Which <laughs> <laughs> has done... Other things. Oh, no. He did Interstellar. Oh, okay. Cool. And he did the dream movie. What was the dream movie? Um, oh, oh. Inter, um, inter Sheepston. Yeah. Inter, that no, that's the South Park. Yeah. The Inter. That one. Yeah. Okay. I know what you mean. Yeah yeah yeah. 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 That one. So he likes to play with time in his movies and he outdid himself on this. Now, this movie was set to be released right before the COVID lockdown. And so it didn't get, it got released in the theaters like the day all the theaters were shut down. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> so so you couldn't go see it there. And then it kind of came out on Apple TV and it kind of came out in the movie sections. But then it finally came out to, um, and we could watch it. So if you have a chance, and like I said, you got to pay attention. We knew that we had to pay attention. So we did not enhance our viewing with any podcast fluid or anything like that. So... Keep that in mind. And, and of course, I can't help but think about, I don't remember when was or what episode it was that I talked about time travel and paradoxes with that and stuff too. And that, that took some thinking. So a whole two and a half hour movie of that. It's going to take some thinking. Yes. So anyway, that brings us up so to anyway. our guest. So, <laughs> so anyway, let's get to our guest. <laughs> and who is our guest this week, Berlin? Well, our guest this week, as we mentioned before, is Paradox Red Wolf. So let's join let's join the interview already in progress. Oh. 
joining us today is Paradox Wolf. How welcome to our show, Paradox. Hi. How you doing? Hi. You know, considering things, I think I'm doing okay. You know, like everybody, I I miss my friends. I miss traveling. I miss cons, you know, Mm -hmm. but, uh, you know, I'm grateful to be doing as good as I am. And uh, I can't wait to see everybody again. Good, good, good. Well, and the other person joining us, uh, who's that over there? I, I, I think... I think, I believe my name is Tabin. It turns out, yeah, that's it. I remember now. Yes, my name is Tabin. I am a pup. Bark, bark. It's so good to have you on the show, Paradox. Thank you and stuff. Yeah, thank you for having me on. And it's really good to talk to you. You're a good boy. Am I? <laughs> I did it? How did I even do that? I wag. I totally wag. You are so, I, you're amazing already. I am even more excited that you're on the show now. <laughs> No, I really appreciate it. You and, and by the way, like I, Tavin, because you've been in one of my chat rooms for a while, and I just you always bring a joy to my heart every time I see Aww. you being a cute pup. So, so it's an honor to be here. Oh well, oh is my fluff red? Yes, it is. You're just so sweet. <laughs> so apparently, we have we have you to thank for one of our hardest workers on our show, Rain Raccoon. I don't know if you know him or not, but apparently, in one of your episodes of Furcast. You gave a shout out about our podcast. We didn't even know we were on your podcast. And he turned around and started listening. And the next thing you know, he's volunteering. And now he's one of our uh, chief editors for the for the podcast. And uh, he says, you're a sweetheart, by the way. Oh, thank you very much. Well, I will uh, <laughs> I'll give him hugs when I can at a con. And there isn't a plague in the way. All right. So, Tabin, I, I assume you have some things you would like to talk to Paradox about. It's true. And, you know... It must be that you um, are a wolf that likes to um, go swimming and go boating and stuff because you are with Paradox. Because that's what you park boats by. Is the Anyway, hi. <laughs> I've, heard, I've not heard it said that way before, i got to admit. I've heard, I've heard pair of socks. I've, heard, I've definitely heard like pair of docks, but I've not heard like the boat analogy. That's, that's a new one. If you have not listened to our podcast, it is full of puns. And brace, brace yourself for the rest of the evening. I'm good. <laughs> You're good. So, speaking of personas, Mr. Wolfie, tell us about you. How long have you been this amazing Wolfie? And where do you come from? And how did you come to be in all that good stuff? Oh, man. Okay. Well, so I've been in the fandom for probably 13, 14 years somewhere around there. So it's been a long time running since I was a kid, basically. And I live in Buffalo, which is it's basically near Niagara Falls. Canada is a 10 minute drive from my house. So that's the best way to put that. Wow. You're you're a wolfie that lives in a Buffalo that's close to falling. Well, it's it is cold here. I will say that. And and Red Wolves are not from here. And I do get very cold because I'm very small and I do not have very thick fur. And so it regularly Half the year is below freezing here, and I, it frustrates me. Wow! Yeah, I, yeah, I bet it would. What do do you take it out on, like socks and like rip socks up to take out your frustration? No, I just drink a lot of tea and snuggle with friends, a lot of friends, and a lot of snuggling. And that solves it. Snuggling is great. Yeah, and and do they wear socks? I feel like maybe you're in need of socks, so. <laughs> I might have some socks I can give to you if, if that's your thing. If you, you know, I, I get it. Sometimes you need to choose some socks, but you tie him in a knot and you throw him. He chases it. If he chooses him, he's happy for an hour. And then, and then it's the next hour, and then bad things happen. So I have to ask, where does CTC Wired come from? <laughs> oh, God. You know, it's one of those weird things because, like, on the internet, 
on one hand, our identity is very dynamic and it's kind of, you know, our identity, especially in the furry fandom sort of exists in a layer on top of, you know, the IRL self, which I think is really cool. On the other hand, sometimes you invent some dumb username and it just haunts you for eternity. So, so it, it started when I was signing up for AOL um, back in the day when like, you know, you needed to come up with a screen name for AOL Instant Messenger. And I think it was like my father suggested to me that I make, I do my initials. And then he goes, oh, what about like, you know, your initials and then nerdy, you know, like nerdy, you know, CTC or whatever, because CTC is my initials. And uh, that was taken. A bunch of things were taken. And then finally I did wired like, oh, you're, you're really wired in kind of thing. And I just kept using that name. And now I'm too afraid to switch off of it because... You know, it's like I've had the same email address, same Twitter account, same everything for like a decade, you know, and so it just you don't want to, you know, you don't want to change it, lose everybody. So it's one of those kind of annoying things. So and I can't help but but say, I don't know if you know who Path Hyena is from TFF. Yeah, and, yeah, Path. Things. Yeah. So he and if you listen to the the episode that he was on, he talks about how where his name came from. And I forget the story, but basically Path is the Windows environment variable from windows 3.1 so and and it just kind of stuck and now he can't change it so it's amazing how often what you were just talking about actually happens <laughs> that's awesome i love legacy stuff like that, that that's really that's that's a neat uh, backstory it, it actually really is and it, it's amazing how often that actually happens and so what is paradoxical about your wolfie yeah it is one of those weird names because it, it's like you know some furries have names that aren't really names i guess i picked it because there's i guess like things that conflict about me you know in, in different ways and i just i was also just felt like a cool name back in the gaming days you know signing up for steam and stuff like that unfortunately there's also a lot of other paradoxes which you know i, I met a couple of them they all seem mostly they're pretty cool people but every once in a while one of them will like get in trouble or upset somebody and then i get a bunch of angry messages they're like i can't believe what you said and i'm like that wasn't me that was some other paradox like <laughs> So that, that happens once in a while, but you know. Yeah, I get confused with uh, another bear person every once in a while. I'm like, nope, that's not me. I wasn't even in the fandom when that happened. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you mentioned um, Buffalo in New York. What is the furry scene like in New York? You know, I feel like it's it's like a lot of local fur scenes. I feel I feel like I can say that where it's like it kind of comes and goes, you know, you know, every once in a while there's some bowling meets and they're around for a while and then they kind of dissipate. You know, I think it's every once in a while, everybody's like, hey, we're all furries. We should hang out. And then you realize that, like, maybe not everybody shares interests. And the other thing is we we have a major university here. Well, two, actually, we have University of Buffalo and we have uh, our RIT, Rochester Institute of Technology. And so a lot of people will come and go. There's a lot of turnover. And so that's kind of another factor, too, where like, you know, all of a sudden there's a bunch of people and there's a group and everything's happening. And then, you know, a year or two later and everybody left. So uh, but I will say Toronto, though, fantastic. There's wonderful furries in Toronto. They have an amazing group, especially the Kerfluffle group. They do all kinds of fun, crazy stuff. They have like fur meets on streetcars and, you know, pool parties. And uh, so I love going up to Toronto and uh, which, of course, I can't because, you know, COVID and the border is closed. But a lot of awesome uh, animals up there. <laughs> nice, nice. So so cons then you've been in the fandom long time. I imagine you've been to many a con. What what are the typical cons you would go to when was your first one and all that good stuff? My first one, Anthrocon 2010, I believe there was, it was right around when they hit 5,000 attendees, which was a big deal at that time. It I loved it. I loved every minute of it. And then I did Fur Fright, which eventually turned into Furpocalypse. 
which is still going, I believe. I also frequent FCN Furry Connection North, which then became Motor City Furry Con in Detroit. There's obviously MFF, which has got like 12,000 people now almost. And then Fernal Equinox in Toronto. And then I also one time went to for cons as in NZ or NZ uh, for in New Zealand because I actually uh, visited some furries in New Zealand. And that was really fun. What was that like? Really cool when you step off a plane on the other side of the planet and you just pick up right where you left off talking with your friends. Like it's as if nothing happened. You know, it's like you just already know all these, you know, these people you fit right in. It was a really cool feel. I mean, you know, granted, it's a, you know, it's a, it's a five eyes country. It's a, you know, Commonwealth country, I suppose, but you know, not, not that far out of my English speaking and everything like that. But still the you know other side of the planet, it was pretty cool to just be like, wow, like, I just, it's like nothing changed. It's just, you know, going furries, friends, snuggling, eating food, having fun. It was awesome. I loved it. And everybody there is really awesome. Nice. Nice. This pup definitely hasn't been too far off. The furthest, I'm West Coast pup and uh, furthest East. Well, I've been to Anthrocon once, but besides that, I've been to TFF several times and that's the furthest East I've been. So New Zealand is like a long ways away, it turns out. Yeah. And I, I actually had another flight out there planned. I was going to go to Furdue in Australia, but I had to cancel those flights because of COVID. And funnily enough, I actually, I didn't have to cancel those flights, but I'm glad I did because had I not canceled them, I might've gotten stuck there actually, at least to a certain point. I'm sure at a certain point they would have let me come back home, but it was, yeah, not good. So it sucks, but it is what it is. It is. It turns out. Yeah. And I, I got my, I got my vaccine. I, it hasn't made me TF into my fursona yet though. It, say that again. <laughs> I got my vaccine for COVID on both of them, but it hasn't, but it hasn't made me TF yet. TF? Yeah. T- transform. Isn't the vaccine supposed to like, oh, oh, oh transform. I gotcha. Yeah. yeah. I, I thought that like, I, I was pretty sure the 5G microchips were going to like turn me in my persona and, <laughs> you know, it hasn't happened yet. I'm waiting. Maybe it'll happen one night. You'll wake up and you'll be your persona. So speaking of that sort of, you've been around in the fandom a long time, of course, which we already covered, but what is your involvement? I mean, you've been to cons, but we've already mentioned it. Tell us what's your big, wonderful involvement in the fandom paradox, Wolfie. Um, pretty much being a nerd and audiovisual stuff. I do a lot of uh, volunteering at cons, staffing and stuff. I'm the director of video for Anthrocon, director of video for Fernal Equinox, and video assistant at MFF, I guess you could say. Technically, I, I I brought gear basically that they used. I don't really work MFF that much because I much prefer to hang out. So, so you had a bunch of gear, and they said, "Hey, let's get you." <laughs> well, they, I brought a bunch of gear for them to use. I basically donated some stuff for them to use for their live streams, but then I ended up like not working it. Like, whereas Anthrocon, like I'm in the ballroom the whole time, like doing camera operations and switching and graphics and stream operation and stage hand stuff you know all that stuff i love it and so you're well rested at the end of the con then yeah i always joke because it's like i go to take off work and my coworkers are like oh how's your vacation and i'm like hmm <laughs> i spent most of it working you know but i mean i still love it you know it's and everybody's amazing you know it's like a family uh, it's just it's really fun so so you're what do you do with the av stuff i mean i see furs do the whole av stuff and they're setting things up and doing things but like what do you do what is your pause on that you do that's a really good question i'm glad you asked that actually because i'm a nerd so primarily video workflow stuff things like graphics play out live stream operation so at anthrocon we had really nice broadcast cameras and with broadcast cameras 
there's generally somebody that needs to sit in the control room, so to speak, and you you use like color charts and you balance the cameras, you make them like depending on the lighting and the angle, you black balance them and you you keep things looking really good. So it's, I usually kind of dabble in a little bit of everything, helping camera ops, charging batteries, running cables, you know, designing the workflow, stuff like that. So it's kind of, you know, you dabble and you know, obviously when you do the live stream stuff, you got to deal with a little bit of audio too. You know, most AV people kind of know a little bit of everything, but but it's mostly than camera video editing type of type of stuff. Definitely can see how you're running around with your fluff, not cut off, but attached, because we don't want to detach your fluff, but running around with your fluff attached the whole time. Yeah, I, I get to sit there and push buttons with my pods and wag, and it's fun. It's fun to push buttons. It is. Oh, I wag. So anyway, speak, <laughs> speaking of XPN, what is that? Not sure how you segue that into XPN, but okay. He's a pup. That's how he segues anything into anything. (laughs) (laughs) So XPN stands for XANA Broadcasting Network. And the TLDR, it's basically just me and a group of friends having fun with production stuff. Originally, XPN and XANA, my kind of group of friends started out with like online gaming, like Steam games and Counter-Strike and, you know, modding, you know, Gary's Mod type of stuff. Then it kind of, you know, as you grow older and you get into the furry fandom and then all of a sudden, you know, things develop It kind of the name shifts. And that's kind of where the name came from back that day. The name Xana comes from two things. One is it's a Greek goddess, I believe. And the other is it is the name of a computer virus in an old children's television show called Code Lyoko. That is something I did not know. Yeah, it's uh, on first glance, you would think it's an anime. It's actually a cartoon from France, although sort of the I guess the definition of anime sort of works for it. It was like one of those kind of Cartoon Network like imported shows. And it's really cool. And it's it's about a bunch of kids that go into a virtual world and fight evil. Basically, it's a typical kids show, but it was good. I kind of use that name for my Counter-Strike maps and then it just kept going. That that sounds a lot like a recent show on Netflix called uh, The Hollow. Really? Yeah. yeah. I'll have to check it out. Check it out. It's very that sounds like the very similar plot. But I want to say something. Your nerd is hanging out real big right now. Oh, yeah. I have a I have a thick nerdiness with many C's. You have a you have a thick nerd. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thick, thick, yeah. Thick, <laughs> yeah. How many how many C's? It's like there's thick, there's thick, and then there's if there's three C's, it's thick. thick. It's very German. But yeah. So basically, it's it's just uh, my friends and I doing doing you know, shows and, and running chat rooms and just general online stuff. And it's just kind of stuck around, you know, we have a, like a discord server type of thing, you know, it's just, it's, I don't know. It's just the name. I, to be honest, I'm kind of surprised we haven't come up with a better brand <laughs> sometimes because, uh, you know, it's a little weird, but it's just what we've ended up, you know, cause for the stuff we do with like, you know, our, our shows and especially with Furcast, we had a lot of infrastructure that we developed, you know, a lot of servers, a lot of hosting, and we kind of needed a name to put all of that under, you know, from an operation standpoint. And so that's kind of what the branding became is sort of the the network, so to speak, which makes it sound way more serious than it really is. Did you copyright it and make it an LLC so you could write it off on your taxes? <laughs> so it is not an LLC, but it is a tax write off. Well, it was when I was making money on it when I was. Yeah, because I because all the money that I made on it just got put right back into it. So I was able to, to write most of it off, luckily. But I don't make any money on it anymore. The I mean, I do have a Patreon, but it's paused right now. So I might bring that back someday. Many ways. But so right now, 
it's not i don't make any income on it it's just all hobby fun stuff so xpn stuff like your discord and everything is still like around like furs can go do that we do have a we mainly have a big telegram chat for for our old show forecast uh which we're going to change the branding on it soon but uh it has 500 members i think um right now and there's tons of people in there and we try to moderate it pretty heavily not in like an over not in like an overreaching way but in a we want everybody to have a good time and you know we do try to really get to know everybody and make sure you know you know somebody has a bad day that's one thing but we we try to make sure that it's a place where it's very non-toxic you know we we're very careful you know that like if we maybe find out that like some person with let's say very right-wing extremist views makes it in there we're, we're kind of like mm. You know, and we we uh, we give everybody the benefit of the doubt, but we try to make sure it's a safe place for everybody, basically. Yeah, I see. I see other furs say hi in there all the time, and it's a very safe, happy place. Yeah, yeah. and, and uh, we allow NSFW stuff too, but we we keep it in a separate place too, which is nice. So that way, you know, you can kind of you can have those discussions, but it's not, you know, it it doesn't show up on your screen. It's not in your face or anything. And so it is eighteen plus, by the way, worth mentioning it for the chat room. So you mentioned, and we mentioned Furcast uh, a little earlier. How did that come about and where is it now? And what, what is it? Let's, or any fur that doesn't know, what is it even? <laughs> well, the tagline of the show was a slow motion car crash because it just felt like a disaster all the time. It was basically a comedy podcast, essentially a furry comedy podcast. It started when I was 15 uh, in high school. And I started it just because, you know, 15 year old in high school, like I'm going to make a furry podcast, you know, you know, and, and live streaming was kind of new at the time. Like, you know, I don't think Twitch was even around at that time. Um, I think it was, yeah, I think it was still justin.tv at that time. But anyway, we, I, you know, had some nerdy friends and we got going and pretty quickly people came around. I mean, you know, I think my one co-host came on board pretty quick, like within an episode or two, I think Faye was on by episode 10 and man, it just kept going. It just grew and grew and grew and finally the thing that we were known for was just outlasting everybody else because you know other people had tried to start podcasts but like we just you know all of a sudden we were at episode 50 and all of a sudden we were at episode 100 and all of a sudden we were 150 and I was like oh my god it was fun you know and people you know would travel and visit and we had you know furries from Europe coming to be on and you know it was it was it turned into a pretty big thing and I'm real I'm overall very proud of the whole thing and how many episodes ultimately were there at the at the end almost 400 Wow. The number on the website is a little bit under, but we also did some like charity shows and stuff like that that didn't right. count. Yeah, yeah. So uh, you could you could say 400 episodes. That's a goal for us to set and keep. <laughs> We're going to beat Furcast. Good luck, man, because now I'm terrified of committing to anything new because every time I have an idea for a podcast, I'm like, oh, that'd be a neat podcast. And I'm like, oh, shit, you know, compared to, you know, what I just got done with. It's like, man, that's that's a lot, you know. Oh, we're at we're at uh, 50. 250 when this comes out we'll be at 57 episodes but but we were weekly what was for cast weekly yeah pretty much we would cancel once every other month for a con or something but other than that it was it was all live and it was every weekend and with with rare, rare exceptions and everything we, and we ran all our own infrastructure too so we didn't use youtube or twitch or anything we it was all our own website all our own servers and which that was in a lot of ways forecast became an excuse 
for me to do nerdy things. You know, when it was like, you know, I run a really fancy camera and I was like, oh, I don't really have a reason for a fancy camera. And then it was like, oh, wait, I do forecast, you know, and then it was like, it was an excuse to kind of, you know, still provided entertainment for people. So, you know, we, each person involved kind of got something different out of it, I think. And 10 years, that's, that's long. That's, that's a long time. 10 years. Yeah. So of all the episodes, what was your favorite episode? Oh man. You had to have one that stands out in your brain. 301 was fun. That was just, we just did a big party for whatever reason. We had just moved and, and set some stuff up and we weren't ready to celebrate when 300 came up in the schedule. So what we did <laughs> okay. as a joke is we did 300 and we're just like, Hey guys, yep. No, 300. Welcome to the show. Cool. And then we just moved on. And then all of a sudden 301, we were like, yeah, 301. And we had like shirts with forecast 301 printed on them <laughs> 301, and nice. branding. Right. And, and for whatever reason, like we just went nuts with them. People are like, why, why 301? And we we're like, but 301, man, come on. Because Why not? And, yeah. But yeah, we had a lot of fun, you know. Do you ever think it'll come back? That's a hard one. Well, maybe not in the same, you know. I would say, you know, your couple of years from now, I, there might be some kind of a resurgence or a comeback or, you know, something like that. I think for now, uh, I think everybody needs time. You know, I think it, we all, you know, it uh, especially it, we kind of ran it into the ground near the end. And I think, you know, that's a thought that's been in some people's heads to start something new. But, the, you know, the other part of the other issue is because that brand, you know, we were so consistent with it and we worked so hard on it and there was so much involved and so many people involved and there was money involved and everything. It's kind of hard to continue that in a way that isn't disingenuous to what everybody originally loved about it. You know, and so like there's no trademark or anything like you know, technically, like if they wanted, for instance, he could start a show and I'd be happy to help them promote it. But it's, you know, would the fans enjoy it if it wasn't the same as it used to be? You know, it's like, I think that's why it would be best to have some time and then maybe a comeback type of thing. And in the meantime, everybody kind of works on different projects. I think that's probably the way it would be. And that makes sense. I mean, uh, you know, it's a lot of work, as you know. And uh, do you find yourself a little relieved that you're not doing it anymore? Oh God. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I miss it uh, in a lot of ways. Uh, you know, it was a lifestyle, you know, I mean, it was just, that was every weekend of my life, but now it's like I said, I, I have ideas for like new things and, and I do one or two other little shows and, and I have a friend who also has another show on my network, but for the most part, I'm happy to just kind of relax and, you know, I, I needed a month or two of just kind of sitting in the dark in my room, eating some microwave pizza rolls and watching YouTube, <laughs> if you know what I mean. You know, yep, just, yep. just that little bit of a break. And, and then, you know, kind of have a little one-off projects, you know, for virtual Anthrocon this year, for instance, I'm going to be helping with a lot of that. And I'm excited to maybe film some music videos, you know, travel and, and shoot video with some people. And so, you know, I'm, I'm focusing more on those types of things for a while, just kind of one off, you know, until something feels right. You know, I'm sure when the time comes, it'll feel the motivation will come. Well, you're a creative fur and a nerd. So something's going to happen. It's a combination there. <laughs> something's going to happen. We just know this. Yeah, there, there is that thing that happens creatively where it's like, you want to do something, mm -hmm. you know, you feel like you want to put something out into the world that people can enjoy or that people will get something out of. And, mm -hmm. you know, I will say I'm, I'm very envious of people who can just sit at a computer for hours and edit something and just make a masterpiece. You know, those people like one of my, I'll shout out one of my favorite YouTubers, uh, Foofy, one of my favorite fur YouTubers, I should say. He, uh, you know, tons of like really very edited videos of, you know, having fun on VR chat and stuff. And, uh, you know, if you can do that kind of thing, more power to you. I am horrible at, 
not not the technical side of post-production, but having to make creative decisions. I'm the type of person where once I record something, I don't want to listen to the edit because if I listen to the edit, I'm going to be like, oh, this isn't good enough. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm never going to want to put it out. It's never done. Right. Whereas if I do it live, part of the motivation for live is that like it's one and done. You know, right. You get one you get one shot and it's out. Mm-hmm. And that's generally it, it's been a struggle for me because I keep thinking like, oh, I should, you know, make a YouTube video or something. It's like, oh, yeah, but then I got to edit it. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> then I got to watch myself and, you know. Oh, so. well, yeah. And editing is it, it takes hours and hours and hours. It's just people don't get that. And we've talked about that on our podcast before, about how long it takes to edit even this podcast. So it's, yeah. you know, I, when we did a live show, we did a live show for FC this year and um, it was great. It's like we did it, it was one and done. There was no editing involved. And I was like, wow, that was, that was really good. But we're just not set up to do it live all the time. It's just not something we can do, which is sad. But yeah, you know. and it also depends on how far you go. You know, sometimes you get into like, you know, you got multi cameras or multi track recording and then you're, you know, you're editing out ums and ahs. And I mean, you can go as far as you want. And it's it's overwhelming to know what the limit is and how you want it to be perceived. And it's and trying to time things, especially if you've got intros and you have to, you know, introduce things. It, it's, you know, again, those, those podcasts that are out there that are very narrative, you know, again, mad respect yeah. for that kind of. Yeah. A lot of a lot of folks have categorized our podcast as tightly edited, which I never quite knew what that meant. But <laughs> that's it's like, OK, yeah. <laughs> so we don't have a lot of spaces in between words. I like to close them up and and set them out there, especially when you're paying to put things up on the interwebs, you know, and it costs you extra money for that. If you go one minute over your hour, it's like, oh, there's another twenty dollars. Just like, okay, I got to cut that minute out to get rid of that, you know. So, but anyway, uh, yeah. you know, life goes and on. And make it consumable too. I think that's that, that was the other issue that I, the long term issue I kind of had with Furcast is, you know, it was a live show. It was supposed to be kind of a live experience, right? Right. And yeah, we recorded it, but the recordings were like three freaking hours. Oh, I know. I watched. I, I went to listen to a few, especially when I was trying to find the. The episode where you mentioned us, which I couldn't, I listened to a bunch and I'm trying to scan through it. And I was like, where? And there's like, oh, look, this next one is four hours. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> Yeah. And like the opposite extreme is like, you know, uh, one podcast that I like is is BBC Minute, where like every hour they just put out like a one minute summary of the news. And I, I would listen to that. You know, I'm like, that's great. You know, get in my car, hit play. It's done in a minute. And, you know, so I kind of I always had this envy for short form content and and people who put a five minute you know video up on YouTube. That's well done. You know, and again, for, it was fun the way it was, but that was always kind of a. Well, and it's a it's a commitment for the listeners. Too. I mean, it's a lot of furs that I've talked to that have listened to Furcast and, spe- and Rain are or one of our editors, he said it was a way for him to be involved with other furs from a distance. So yeah. Yeah. You know, I know a lot of friends who just, you know, while they're cooking in the kitchen, while they're folding laundry, whatever, they just want voices on in the background, you know, Mm -hmm. and that kind of the feeling of being at a table with friends kind Mm -hmm. of mood. You know, Mm -hmm. I think that's what a lot of people enjoyed, you know, and especially if you got a long trip, you know, I had a lot of people who would send me emails and say, listen, you know, I got an hour commute every day to work, you know, and it's, it's great. Yeah. So for that, I understand, but you know, still (laughs) just personally, I definitely want to consider some short form content in the future. I feel like I owe that. (laughs) There you go. And speaking of creativity, what do you think of monograms? Monograms. See, it's funny. You said that word accidentally earlier, and all I can think of is the Telegram cryptocurrency that didn't go through <laughs> the, the grams. I think they were called or something. Never, never heard of it. But that was probably before my time in the fandom. Uh, it was. Uh, it's been going on for the past year or two. But uh, the TLDR is Telegram got a bunch of funding, and then the SEC 
got involved and said, this is not a commodity, it's a security, I think, hmm. um, because of, you know, crypto. And then Telegram was like, well, we got to give it. It was, it was like billions of dollars or something like that. They had to give all the money back. Oh, yeah, because Telegram is uh, trying to they're kind of in that state of funded by some millionaire dude, and that's not going to last forever. So they need to come up with right business model. Yeah. You know, and- I, and I and they've opened up Telegram quite a bit, as, and I get a lot of spam on there now, which really doesn't make me happy. But I don't know if you've experienced that. You get a lot of spam on there. Yeah, I, and and it may be because we've got the podcast and we've got people that listen, and the podcast basically is my name, so they find me on Telegram, and it's like, would you like to do this? Would you like to do that? I'm like, no, block, 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 block. <laughs> Yeah, I've seen a lot of groups that have bots that try to take care of that. You know, <laughs> enter a group, you got to enter a CAPTCHA type of thing. And Well, we do that too, but the, maybe when they find me my own name on telegram that's what that's where i'm getting all the spam it's not in our bfft chat but in our my own personal telegram but you know a, a really good a positive thing to getting all that spam is if you're really hungry y- your lunch is right there ready for you just ready to go <laughs> there you go <laughs> just just get some mustard oh yeah yeah that so what is friday night tracks friday night tracks has been going on even longer than Furcast. Oh, really? It's been going for 11 and a half years. And it was a music podcast that I started. It was kind of like a DJ show. And originally, when I was like a little kid, I wanted it to be a tech show. It used to be called Friday Night Tech, and it was always a joke. And then we changed it to Friday Night Tracks. It, it's it's a DJ show, and it got kind of like Furcast. It got bigger and bigger and bigger. And then may or may not have gotten an angry letter from the RIAA, uh, the Record Industry Association of America. It, it was it was automated. It wasn't a person. It was like a bot that had found one of the links on our website and was like, this, you know, dear hosting. They didn't even know that they were emailing me. They thought they were emailing a hosting provider. And they were like, this needs to be you know, it was some song that somebody played in a DJ set. Because one of the problems with that, right, is like, it's one thing to live stream it. You know, you can get licensing for for live performance rights. Like most furry cons, for instance, pay licensing for that. The problem is when you host it online, it doesn't really cover that. So now it's a private podcast. It's like an invite only thing. And it's just kind of an among friends you know, we stream live on Twitch and stuff, but it's, you know, it's a lot of fun. I love doing it. It's it's like a several hour show where we kind of take it through all. It's like a journey of music, so to speak. We, you know, we go through really upbeat stuff and rock and electronic stuff and then, you know, orchestral and, and it's fun to do and it's fun to have guests on and do sets. But unfortunately, that show had to kind of go the way of underground because, you know, it's, we just share it amongst each other now. So it's a secret podcast, basically. What do you think about Boop? Boops. Ah, oh, boops. I love boops. Uh, I actually call uh, both of my mates boops. <laughs> and and I'm like, I'll be like, you're a boop. And then I boop them. And then I'm like, you're a boop. And then yeah, I live with ah. boops. And yeah, I call, especially cats. Cats are boops. Dogs are boops. Can I be a boop? I'm a boop pup. Yeah, you can be a boop. I'm a boop pup. <laughs> you, you make a little fun. You're a little kitty wolfy thing yeah I, I you know i actually used to be i had a bit of cat in my persona when i first started out and i was like 16 a little bit of cat he's got a bit of cat in him yeah uh it was you know one of those typical things where your persona fluctuates a little bit but i kind of settled on red wolf because we're small and we like warm climates and we're very friendly and snuggly and we don't really howl we kind of just that is adorable (laughs) i wag i wag for your thing you just did (laughs) do 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 it again i want i want us all to hear it again hang on a second i gotta try to like drink and and get my because i have to do it with my throat but i do like 
I kind of like make a little, <laughs> silly growl. Like, that's like half the f- fun of being a furry is making dumb noises with your friends. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I love that dumb noise. It makes me happy, pup. <laughs> okay. Okay. Anyway, what is Disc Dive? Oh, Disc Dive is a new show. It's like all indie underground music. And that's done by the mate of our web developer. Uh, so one of our friends, uh, his name is Doobie and he lives in Toronto and he does a little, uh, it's a monthly show. It's like really kind of ambient, you know, kind of trippy sounding like electronic music and stuff. And it's called Disc Dive because he has literally shelves of CDs that like various indie musicians have given him. And he he originally did the show on Second Life. He was oh. big into like you know, all the furry clubs doing Second Life shows. Mm-hmm. And then now he's doing it with us. But yeah. Nice. Nice. And so that's that's still going. Yep. Yeah. And I think he still does the Second Life one, too. It's actually kind of surprising how many people are still on Second Life. It's Yeah, that is surprising, actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can make a living. Yeah, it's true. So where, so, okay. So just to recap, where are all the like social medias and platforms and technology and where are all the things we can find you and your stuff? And, and there's just so much. I think we need to recap with just that list. <laughs> sure, yeah. Well, paradoxwolf.info is my main site and I have links to kind of everything there, like, you know, links to the different Twitters and FA and the podcasts. And and so our, worth mentioning with our, with our podcast stuff is like, although... We kind of we go overboard with like the professionalism and the quality of the stuff we work on. It's also very like back burner. You know, we we kind of work on it when we feel like it. You know, we're like, we should do a new podcast. And then, you know, six months later, maybe we do it. You know, it's like the websites are around and uh, we're always we're always tweaking things and working on them and trying to improve stuff. So that's kind of where that's at. Nice. Nice. Yeah. And are you are you ready for this? Yeah, I'm I'm ready. I'm I'm ready. I'm sitting here. I'm ready. Are you a gamer? <laughs> You know, I thought I was a gamer until I met gamers. Oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, like, you know, grew up on Nintendo stuff, uh, moved on to PlayStation stuff, then PC stuff, you know, Counter-Strike, Quake 3 type stuff, you know, big into Portal. Love the Portal series. I love the lore of those games. Same thing with Half-Life. Love all the, a lot of the Valve things. I play a couple of indie games here and there. 140 is a great one. Little uh, kind of synesthesia music platformer. And I'm trying to remember, Night in the Woods was good. That's a classic. Oh, Yeah. I, I love, oh, what's his name? How can I forget his name? The Gay Foxy. Oh, yes. Be Gay Do Crimes. How, yes. How could I forget his name? Be Gay Do Crimes. I love him so much. How could I forget his name? That sounds like that could be his name. Be Gay Do Crimes. It's a French name. Greg. His name is Greg with two Gs. Greg. Greg. Okay. Yep. And people <laughs> screaming at their uh, podcast player. <laughs> You're right. Yeah. It's like. It's Greg. It's Greg. It's Greg. Damn it. But yeah, that's kind of the way I am. It's like every, you know, year or two, I, I dabble. It's like, you know, like with the movies I have seen, I am a movie buff for this movie. And I'm the type of person when I dive into a game, I want to know everything about it. I want the lore. I read every article. I read every Wikipedia thing. I watch videos on YouTube of people explaining the plot, you know, but then I don't play games for a while. Every once in a while I play golf with friends, with friends. That's always fun. That game is, half the fun of that game is that it's so broken. It's like, it's super buggy, <laughs> which is great because it's just, it, it messes up constantly while you're playing. You'd have to restart or, you know, somebody gets kicked off and you're like, well, bye, you know, um, <laughs> but it's fun. So yeah, I probably dabble. Okay. What games should I look into? Like on Switch, on Nintendo Switch or Steam or whatever, I... Well, there's this old Windows 95 game uh, called Pajama Sam. And in those games, you get to collect socks. So I feel like Ah. that would be great Ah. for you. 
I think that would be a okay. perfect game for a table I, at this point. I, I yeah. will look that up. Windows 95 Pajama Sam sounds great. Yeah, it might have been Windows 98. But you can, there's, they've recompiled them. You can get them on Steam now. They're, they're, they're kids games, but I just, it just came to mind because you kept talking about socks. <laughs> well, I think socks are the new Easter eggs for our podcast. <laughs> Did you find the socks? They're not Easter eggs. They're socks. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my cow. So. Is there anything else that you would like our listeners, we have more than one these days, to know about you or Furcast or or your stuff or socks or monograms even or anything you want us to know about you or stuff related to you? I don't know. I, I don't, yeah, it's a, that's a hard question. I feel like I think, you know, maybe like a dumb motivational thing, like get out there, you know, and, and be, go to conferences. <laughs> but really, I, I mean, I think what's cool about furry is that any type of person that you are, anything that you are interested in, there is somebody who for better or for worse, we'll agree with you and we'll go right along with you, you know? And I think that's one of the cool things about it. And, um, you know, I've seen some people who, you know, especially because of the pandemic and, and VR chat, you know, I'm really happy to see all the cool VR chat stuff. My only thing would just be like, I, I do still want to go back to cons though. And I've met a couple of people that are like, yeah, I don't really think we need cons anymore. And I'm like, what? Oh no, 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 no. We need cons. We definitely need cons. It's just, it's the thing where, you know, I think that's probably the biggest thing I would say, especially to anybody who's, you know, young listening, like you will find your place of belonging. And if you are a nerd or you are passionate or you are super interested in something, you can find people. And that is the thing that I have learned about furry. And, you know, it's just that kind of connection that you can build uh, on top of the whole furries being ahead of their time with the kind of identity complex thing I feel that's probably the other coolest thing about furry that I would say is like something I celebrate a lot something I talk about a lot is that I think I think like the whole kind of extrapolation of identity so I talk about this a bunch so my, my friends probably think I'm a broken record but like you know there there's the LinkedIn's and Facebook's of the world right where like everybody's you know real name real face you know you're entirely defined by your demographic you know and furry is kind of like the polar opposite of that where like your identity is completely dynamic and it exists on like a completely different plane from reality. And we, we sort of, our culture sort of bridges those two realities. Well, normally we would ask, or I would ask you for your parting shot and words of wisdom, but you already did that when Taven asked you if there's anything else you'd like to know, which is, which is fine because that's, that was great information and great things to have. And I agree with you hundred percent. We need to have cons, totally need to have cons because yeah. there is no way that furry, it, it, well, yes, it could exist without the cons but that is what furry is all about are those cons those those interactions all the things that are going on with everything at a con they're just wonderful there's just no yeah. there's no other thing like that in the world yeah and i think i think another cool thing about furry you know as much as it is dramatic especially on things like twitter i do appreciate that as a culture we do question our kind of morality a lot of times when it comes to like fantasy and reality and and bridging the two where it's like you know people i feel think really hard about that you know about like because of you know furry can get you into all kinds of really interesting, weird things, you know, and a lot of it is, you know, weird, but harmless. And then there's other things that are, you know, maybe harmful to people. But it's like, I think we constantly need to question that and push that envelope. And that is something that is as much as the drama might seem exhausting, and it might seem like it's just, you know, oh, yeah, another thing of drama. Um, and, and don't get me wrong, like Twitter is exhausting. But I think it's important that we do that. And the fact that we do that is why furries are so ahead of their time when it comes to things like LGBTQ acceptance and letting people kind of live out their fantasies in healthy ways and supporting others. I think that's really important. And so I hope we can keep doing that. Awesome. And you know, and you know, your friends will never get that mail if you don't push the envelope 
into the mailbox. Yeah, I'm going to put socks in the mail and I'm going to send them to you. Okay, good, good. Uh, I, I, I wag. I totally wag. I'm One excited. sock a day in the mail. One, okay, I, I'm limited now. <laughs> So I'm a limited pup. Well, all everybody listening, uh, Paradox Wolf, thank you for coming on to our show. It's been a pleasure to have you. Great chatting with you. You have a great voice for podcasting and radio, by the way, if nobody's ever told you that. Oh, thank you. You're quite welcome. <laughs> I Yeah, I'm always spending time on that. I'm always tweaking things and I'm always trying to learn. And, you know, so mm-hmm. but th- and not, not only sound quality, but also behavior. You know, I do listen back to episodes and I'm like, ah, oh, geez, I sound like, you know, I'm always trying to like think about how can I position myself better or change my behavior or always questioning that. Anyway, well, uh, we hope to see you at a con someday. God, yeah. You'll be the guy, you'll be the the wolf running around, which we won't even notice because you'll be like dressed in black and running around in, in the dances doing AV stuff, so. Yeah, well, I'll just, uh, yeah, I'll always come visit AV. And by the way, you know, most of the AV crews, we're all nerdy. We're all, we're all snuggly nerds. So if anybody, <laughs> Is ever curious, you know, we're we're always happy to explain away at anything, you know, backstage stuff. And uh, I'll, if you want to find Taven, I'll, I guess I'll just uh, follow the trail of socks. Follow <laughs> the trail of socks, yes. Or or go to the dan- any dance and look on the stage, and there he will be. Very simple. <laughs> I love that, by the way. That and, and by the way, really quick on that, I just want to say at Anthrocon, you know, we we've had a struggle with that with dancing on stage because there's certain safety issues and there's security and there's oh, I got in trouble for that. The one year I went, I got in trouble. But I, I just want you to know, from an AV crew perspective, we do everything we can to make sure we can still safely allow that because we all love it. We love when you guys do that. It's so much fun. It just feels like we're all together like a family when everybody's dancing on stage. And so, um, and and the the stage itself can handle it. By the way. You can drive a car on most of those stages, but just in terms of, you know, people maybe getting pushed, people getting hurt, you know, so we, so, you know, if you ever do go to a con and you want to get up on stage, you know, follow the rules, listen to security, but other than that, have fun. All right. Well, thanks, Paradox. I think we're going to let you go because I know that uh, it's a late night for you and we're going to do some wrap up stuff. And thank you very much for being on the show. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. Thank you so much. And uh, can't wait to hug you tight with pausies in the fluff sometime. And that's exciting. And could you please Please, just for me, if nothing else, give us the amazing sound that you Wolfie do. It's like that. It's like, it's like, oh, I'm so excited. I wag, I wag, I wag. All right. And we would like you to say our new word to all our listeners as a way of saying goodbye. Moo bark fluff. Yes. Moo bark fluff. There you go. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Moo bark fluff to you, Wolfie. See you later. Moo bark fluff to you. All right. <laughs> Bye now. Thanks. Wrap up the paradox. Wow. That's wrap up. He's a great fur. I have to say, I was looking forward to this discussion with paradox and it did not disappoint. Good. No. Yeah. He was a lot of fun to talk to. Lots of energy. As you said, really great voice for, for this stuff and the cutest little wolfy sound thingy. I, oh, mm-hmm. I loved it so much. <laughs> Paradox Wolfie, if you listen to this once again, thank you for that, if nothing else. We we love that little sound, yes. But yes, very, very fun to have. And for our and for our new thing on our podcast now about socks. Find the socks. Find the socks. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> no, yeah, he was lots of fun to to have on the show and um, to talk to. Very knowledgeable, very obviously prolific in the furry world. Been, wow, been mm-hmm. around a long time. What do you say, 13, 14 years, something? Uh, something like that. But he started his first podcast when he was 15. So yeah, that's more power to him. Wow, that's that's, that's a lot of fluff right there. So yeah, mm-hmm. no, good good stuff. Um, can't wait to hug him tight with the posies. Yep. Yep, yep. All right, so that takes us up to Furries in the News. I think I know what that was. I wonder if any others. I bet you I bet do. I do. What that was it? Furries in the new ba- News backwards. It and I'm was. going to have to play it, it backwards to see what it sounds like frontwards. I see what it sounds like. Yes. Oh, a uh, uh, really quick. Do you know what furries in the news is in Swahili? Furries in the news. It's furries katika habari. Okay. And I'm sure I pronounced it wrong. Okay. It well, okay, just anyway, in case for all our Swahili <laughs> listeners, thank you for that word. <laughs> so the only news I have, the only news I have, I don't know what news you have, but the only news I have is that we have a release date for Beastars Season 2. It will Ooh. be in... Wag. July of 2021 is when that's coming to America. I yes. Lego she. Lego she. I love me a Lego she. And Jack, Lego she and Jack, like they should so be together. Although I know a lot of furs out there want Louie and Lego she to be together, but I don't know. I think Jack and Lego she would be so sweet. Oh my. All right. Yeah. Ooh. Okay, Indeed. and that's it for furries in the news. Unless you have something, no, yes. no, that's it. I mean, I'm, I'm just a busy work thinking about the romance between Legoshi and um Jack. Okay, well, you you ponder for a second. I will ponder. Okay, okay done. done. All right. So, uh, there are no upcoming events in the next week or two, oh. so we can uh, we can kind of gloss over that. Gloss over gloss. that. Or as they say in New Jersey, gloss over, glossed over. How do they pronounce creek in New Jersey? Creek. Oh, they don't do crick or creek or no, something? No, a crick is West Coast. That's a crick. So, really? Yeah. So I'm like, where am I then? Because I go creek. You are, I don't know, but <laughs> I, I don't know. Because I remember moving out here. So there was some, some words from the West to the East. So moving out here. Okay. I'm 14 years old, right? And this is totally not for using the news, but it's 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 barely telling a story. So I'm 14 years old. <laughs> it works for me. We move out from New Jersey, and I talk like this when I'm coming in here. So I'm talking about coffee and going for a walk, take the dog. Coffee, walk. Yes. You know, when you get a cold, you get a cough, and uh, you, you write with chalk on the chalkboard. <laughs> you sure do. Right. And so I get here, and you have a soda. A soda. Okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so I show up here with my family. We're in this tiny little neighborhood. We moved to Sublimity where there was 500 people. 
Sublimity. Sublimity, Oregon. Yes. It's near... 500. Okay, that makes sense why I haven't heard of it. (laughs) We go to a welcome barbecue at the neighborhood across the street. This other person who's my age says, would you like a pop? And I was Uh like, I said... "Um," In my face? I said, "Uh, my (laughs) pop is over there talking to your pop. He says, no, that's that's your dad. Do you want a pop? I'm like, I have a pop. What are you talking about? So <laughs> it's like, you know, like a cola or a Coke. I said, oh, a soda. And he looks at me and says, a soda. I'm like, eh. What's yeah. that? And uh, My soda is over there talking to your right? soda. Yeah. It's like, and then, of course, we had went to the grocery store and they said, do you want a sack? It's like, no, I'd like a bag. I don't know what a sack is, but okay. Um, so words like that. I am totally, because... Cause I always have said pop and bag and stuff like that. So I'm apparently from where you're from. You must be. You must have said soda and bag. and uh, Yeah. So it was a grocery bag, not a grocery sack. Did- and then, of course, they said, let's go fishing down the creek. And I was like, what? Fishing down the creek. I'm like, um. <laughs> I am so with you. I am so like, with you. <laughs> That's a creek. And of, course, and, of course, being from the East Coast, there's a difference between a creek and a stream. Oh, there, there is, is. Really? and we'll talk about that next week on Last Week Today. So, that takes us to, do you have math, Tabin? I do have, I have math. You have math, or as they say in Great Britain, math the talk. maths. And and I mean, I know why they do that. They say that, because it's mathematics. Yes. And so they say the maths, but I, that's always been a pet peeve of mine. It's, don't say the maths. It's just one math. It's, I, don't I had a it's I just... had a pet peeve for a while, but he ran away. Oh, he was cute. And what was his name? Uh, uh, he was cute. Was, uh, his name was Peeve. Peeve the Peeve. Okay, so that's, we we weren't sure of his species. You'd think it was Peeve, but no, it's a uh, it, that's his. It name. was his name. Yeah, Pet Peeve. Anyway, math. Um, because he really wants to be pet right yes. now. So Pet Peeve. Let's get off the rails. Um, We're so far off the rails. <laughs> dun dun dun. <laughs> if you will. And. If you will, there you go. Okay, now the circle is complete. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah, actually, this is, I th- well, from my puppy point of view, I think this is interesting, but we'll see what you think about it. So there's this thing called the the shooting problem, a.k.a. it's really better known as the group Russian roulette problem. A group Russian roulette problem. Yes. Hmm. Well, it comes from um, a book from 2004 by Pete Winkler. And that's his first initial. I don't think he pees winkles or anything. <laughs> Would that be a pointle? Um, was he a pointle? He was a pink. A pointle. So this is by a pointle. It, it's a <laughs> a pointle. It's a cute little pointle. It's a winkle, but a baby that's one. A pointle. So a cute little pointle. Right. <laughs> and he had a son named. Too much. It was a, he had a son named Perry. So it was Perry Pointle. It was Perry Twinkle and his uh, baby friend Drawling. Drawling. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> moving right along. Um, moving right along. And uh, this is in a book co- by Twinkle, Twinkle called Mathematical Puzzles uh, Connoisseur's Collection. And uh, so this is actually a really pretty recent um, little probability type puzzle that came up in 2004. And it actually wasn't solved until 2017. Wow. In a 26- page paper to, and I should say their name, so shout out to Tim Van de Brugge, Wouter Kager, and Ronald Meester, a paper by them, 26-page paper, where they, Meester, Meester. is that a type of cheese? Meester. That's no, that's Munster. 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 
Not to be confused with The Monsters, which is a 1960s I was just thinking that. That was a long time ago. Connect the dots. You're creepy and you're cookie. You're a creepy cookie. What? What? No, that's not the song. I don't. That's not the song. I'm a creepy cookie and you're a happy omelet. Oh, Wookiee. I don't know. Okay. So anyway... So in this paper called The Asymptotics of Group Russian Roulette, okay. uh, put out in May 2017, they solved this thing. And so let me tell you about this thing, which is pretty interesting, I think. So And, and so instead of using like real guns, let's just use laser tag guns okay. so that no one gets hurt. Good How's call. That? Good call. So so we have a bunch of furs standing around, say 10, 25, I don't know, a bunch of furs standing around in a circle, and they have laser tag guns. Okay. And um, they all have a gun, mm-hmm. and they all shoot at a random other fur in the group once yes. so they in, in the yes. group so they just and they don't shoot at themselves they just randomly shoot one other fur um at the same time so this is all simultaneous okay there's multiple rounds so like say every 10 seconds they do this so after 10 seconds they all shoot and um okay done and then another 10 seconds they shoot and done and every time they hit some fur mm-hmm. the fur is out you know that Makes sense how the game would work. Yes. And they're a dead-on shot. So they're either in the next round or out the next round. Okay. And so, for example, and so we wonder about the probabilities about after one round, after two rounds, after how many rounds, mm-hmm. someone's left, some fur is left standing. And in the end, there will be either zero or one left standing if this just keeps going on. Correct. So, for example, if there are two furs, what is the probability that there is a survivor after say one round, zero. Exactly, because they each shoot each other randomly. Yeah. They shoot each other. There's only exactly. two of them. Yes, exactly. they're not going to shoot there's themselves. Only two of them, and yeah. they don't shoot. The logic stands. Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> so the probability that there's any survivors is zero. Now, if there's three of them, you can draw out. And, and I did this this afternoon. I just wrote out um, the possibilities. There's eight possibilities. If there's three furs of what could happen. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of fun just to write them out. And if you do that, six of the possibilities, one fur is left standing after one round. I mean, it only takes one round for, mm-hmm. you know, there's no two rounds there. There's So the probability that there is a survivor, at least one survivor, is six out of eight. So that's 75%. Okay. Okay. All right. So now, what if there's four furs? Well, there's actually now 27% possibilities and it turns out that there's a probability of eight out of 27 so out of those 27 possibilities eventually it's not after one round because after one round there could still be two first standing if you write them all out and try the possibilities out of those 27 eight of them eventually after a few rounds still survive so that's a 30 percent chance that there's still a survivor eventually okay and and equals five there's Five furs doing this, and eventually, is there st- what's the percentage, the probability that a fur is still st- left in the end? And that's a 32%. And so this goes on and on and on, and you can think about different things, and it's interesting. So there's two main questions here. One is, given a certain number of furs standing around in a circle doing this, and eventually, what is the probability that there is eventually at least like a survivor? Um, and how many rounds does it take to do that? And and I say at least one. There's either going to be one or none. So by at least mm-hmm. I mean one. Um, and 
The second question is, and this was the original question that was posed in 2004, as N gets really, really big, like think go off to infinity. Mm -hmm. So you get more and more and more furs around doing this in this big, big circle. What is the probability that in the end, like as N gets really, really big, and by N I mean the number of furs, Mm As the number first grows to infinity, what's the probability that there is a survivor? Because you could think like, well, at when there's only three, four, five, ten, maybe things haven't settled down. But maybe there's a point at which, say, a billion, maybe if after a billion people first mm-hmm. are doing this, maybe that's the point at which there is always a survivor. Okay. Because of the combinatorics or something. Or maybe there's not. Um, so maybe is there a point at which we know that there's always going to be a survivor or not? So that's an interesting question. And it turns out that there is no answer in that. In Even though at every single stage there is an answer, hmm. like for every three and then 10, then a billion and so forth, there is an answer as to the probability that there is a survivor. If you just let it, the number of furs go off to infinity, that's a lot of fluff right there. Mm-hmm. If you let it go off to infinity, there is no answer because the percentages fluctuate they go up and down up and down and up and down as the number the group gets bigger and bigger so there's no end answer you can't you can't even say a number to that Hmm. so that's a that's pretty interesting there's just no limit to that and this is related to a a question about coins like you could have um several different coins that are weighted differently so Mm -hmm. when you flip it there's a different possibility it's not just 50 50 chance that you end up with say a heads so you can do a similar thing and ask about probabilities that uh, you eventually end up with a coin that has a head left mm-hmm. or, or not. And, and this has been actually studied for longer. Okay. Anyway, that's my math for the week. I think it's pretty interesting. may just be me, but if any of you first out there found that interesting, look up. It's a free download. You can look at the paper. It's called The Asymptotics of Group Russian Roulette from May of 2017, and uh, there you go. And it's a 26-page paper to prove this. It's pretty cool. Wow. All right. 26 pages. That's a lot of pages to prove. Uh... Actually, on that note, you might remember at, at one episode, one math I did at one week, I talked about for Matt's last theorem. Mm-hmm. And uh, I probably mentioned this then, too, but the proof, I've seen the proof. Um, you can find it. Guess how long that proof is, um, if you don't remember me talking about it before. <laughs> I remember you talking about Fermat's last theorem, but how long is the proof? Like a couple hundred pages, isn't it? The 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 paper is 101 pages. Wow, yeah. To prove this. it's it's this, And I've looked at it, and it's like, I understand the first word, which is the. the. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, at the, and I'm sure I talked about this before, too, that at the time— when it came out, only 11 people in the entire world could actually understand this wow. thing. Wow. It's just so crazy, mind-blowing. insane. Anyway, yes. that has nothing to do with Russian roulette. No, it does but, not. But uh, it's, it's pretty interesting, too. It is. Anyway, so I guess that's a shout-out to previous episodes. Any further that's interested in hearing me talk about Fermat's last theorem and this amazing proof and the journey that Andrew Wiles went on to get journey. it. Seven-year journey. The journey. Uh, go back and listen to that episode. That journey. Not, not to be confused. The wheel in the sky keeps on, keeps turning. on turning. There you are. <laughs> it's a jokes week. Are you excited? 
Guy have, Wag, have, you wag. What am I doing? I don't know, but a bear can't wag. We can only wiggle, wiggle, wiggle the nub. Yes, that's what, well. Now, wiggle the nub. now clearly, now I I don't know whether a binturong can wag their tail or not because oh, because it's so big. My bottom half is a binturong, so maybe. I'll have to look that up, see if we can wag our tail, or we just try to drag it along. Who knows? I don't know. You just drag it. It's just drag it along. It's a dragon tail. As you uh, pee uh, on uh, yourself. Yes. It's a dragon it's tail. It's a dragon tail. Do you know you I know you know the answer to this because I've said it before. Uh-huh. So now you're you're tested. Are you ready for your test? Sure, go ahead. You better get this. And you'll figure it out anyway. Yeah. Where do you get dragon milk from? <laughs> a cow that's with known uh, legs. Uh, a short leg cow. Yeah. Yes. Okay. <laughs> and that takes us into our really bad jokes. That was a good segue. Then, <laughs> I'm sure I did that. I'm, I'm sure you did. <laughs> yes. Uh-huh. Oh, have you got your book of really bad jokes or do you have a new book? No, I don't. I have my regular book. Regular and book. we haven't done this for like two or three weeks, I, I think. Know. So I think I know where, hopefully I don't read the same page. I'm sure you will not. I'll just go to the next page yes. and then we'll make sure that. I'm All not. right. So, tell us about your book, since we haven't done this for a couple of weeks. Yes, so just to refresh your memories. <laughs> oh, How are you doing, Marilyn? I'm doing good. So, I want to point out that in our season finale, the section where I just have you laughing for like three minutes. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> That section, I get lots of comments about people telling me oh, you do? that uh, it makes them <laughs> laugh so hard and they listen to it over and over and over again. So we bring joy with you just laughing and losing your control. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so yeah, just put that on repeat, I yep. guess. <laughs> so my book is called Funny Jokes and Foxy Riddles. It's a golden book from 1968. Wow. Uh, and it was, uh, wow, indeed. 1968. It was worth 75 cents back then. And the jokes are pretty stupid, mm-hmm. I must say. And I also have not read them ahead of time. So we're all listening to them um, for the first time, mm-hmm. even me, right now, which means it could go either way. And right. any of furs that have been listening for a while might remember that some of these we don't even know. Like, it takes two or three weeks until some fur can explain to us what the joke means. So we'll just have at it. How's that? <laughs> Quite, quite, quite. So I'm going to start. Quite. Now, Tabin just reads her jokes randomly. I, on the other hand, scour for bad jokes that I can tell. And scour. scour. Could you do us a favor really quick, Barry? Sure. What's that? Could you sing the word scour? Scour. Now put it into a sentence and sing it. I have to scour the web for really bad jokes. Why am I doing this? Yeah, no, wonderful. That was beautiful. <laughs> okay. I, being Crosby would be jealous. It's, it's kind of sounded like a Gregorian chant. I am scouring <laughs> the web for really bad jokes. Bad jokes. Anyway, did you hear about the auto body shop <laughs> that just opened? Besides the rails that it was just on yes, but did, and then off. Did you, no, I did not. Could you please tell us well, about it, this? Barry? It comes highly recommended. <laughs> oh, snappies. All right. Give us a joke, Tammy. Oh, Give us well, a joke. Oh, well, well, well. That's uh-huh. a hole in the ground. Well, well, well. That's three holes in the ground. That's three holes in the ground. Or... 
A lump in the bush. <laughs> now, ask me what I'm what talking you, about. What are you talking about, Tabin? I have no idea, but thanks for You're asking. You're welcome. Um, I do want to know, though, what did Batman wear when he went swimming? A bat suit? You're so close. Try again. A You're so close. Bat thing suit? Take out T and H. A batting suit. Yes. Oh, you're so smart. Okay. Yes. Well, that, you, that's exactly. you led me down the golden path. So there we go. <laughs> Holy chlorine, Batman. Holy chlorine, Batman. You are with diving boards. Good thing. It's a good know. thing we took our anti-chlorine patches this morning, Robin. <laughs> <laughs> Why, yes, it is Batman. What is this even going? I don't know. That was the old Batman jokes from the 60s. So... I, rem- yeah. I know, I know. So I was going to make myself a belt out of my old watches, but then I realized it would mm. just be a waste of time. make a belt out of your old watches, and then it would be a waste of time. That's the keyword. That's word. the keyword, yes. That's mm-hmm. the keyword. That's what I was missing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. <sighs> but I want to know, apparently we're on a Batman kick. I want to know, I want to know where... Oh, you so know the answer to this. I'm going to be so disappointed with you, Barely, if you don't get this right. Where did Batman plant his flowers? Come on, you can do this. Where did Batman plant his flowers? Uh, I I can't. I can't even. Oh, my cow, I love you. You're going to hate yourself. In a botanical garden. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay. A botanical garden. I love it. I love it. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought you might like that. Yeah, did you? Wow, this whole page. It's all Batman Actually, jokes? This whole page is Batman. Okay, well, that's it, This good. whole page is Batman. Right. Okay. Did you hear about the physicist doing an experiment with atoms? Hmm, I did not. Tell us about the physicist that did experiment with atoms. Well, he lost an electron and said, man, I really got to keep an eye on them. Ah, got, there's a lot there. I even got the ion part. The ion. That's the, it. Uh, the ion them, yes. Neutrino. Neutrino. No, not an I old like trino, but a neutrino. But new one. You got to keep up with the changes. You know, you want the new the stuff. Newest, the newest the trinos. Trino. You need the newest trinos. The newest the newest trinos. Yes. So that goes to the superlative thing. We right. Were it all comes around. Right. Not the old west trinos, but the new west trinos. The new west trinos. They, so many puns. Why do I have a so many puns. Why do I have a boy band? Why do I have a boy band in my mind now? When you say new new West Trinos, for some reason I'm thinking boy, boy band. band, and I don't know why. Ah, don't know. They all know. Oh, they all know we're beautiful. Songs manufactured so carefully. Flip up my hair, I cure cancer and heart disease. Me, me. I don't think the the new kids on the black on the black not, the black the block <laughs> the new kids on the, the black. <laughs> Moving along, tell us another <laughs> joke. <laughs> I don't know what's happening. Oh my flat. Uh-huh. So why? See, let me read ahead and see if you should know this one too. Yeah, I think you could get this one too. Okay, so you have another chance. No bad jokes. Okay, why? Why does Batman brush his teeth with gleam? I have no idea. Why? To help prevent bat breath. Bat breath. Oh. 
Which is really bad. Wow. I like the botanical garden a lot better. Yeah, than much better, much better. <laughs> much. <laughs> yeah. So I was uh, I attended the symphony last week. It was one of the first things that oh. was opened up in the COVID, and it was oh, it was nice, it was nice. a special performance of all Beethoven, but mm. but I think someone substituted vodka for the water in the water bottles for the oh yeah because it was the bottom of the ninth and the bassists were loaded. <laughs> oh, oh i see what you did there yeah. oh i see what you did yeah. d-r-r-d-e-r-e dare yeah mm-hmm. so you know time flies like an arrow but fruit flies like a banana and unless you have another joke i think it's time for us to wrap this up well there's two more batmans oh We've we got gotta finish a, do, the give us the two batmans okay okay it's, it's like we have oh and there's batman on the next page i'll just do the two on this page so why does Batman walk around in his pajamas? Oh, he doesn't have a bat robe. Yes. Okay. Yes. <gasps> oh. Uh, okay. You. I'm. I'm thinking. I'm. Every fur out there, love the barely. This is. The you bat know, robe. this is the reason. This is the reason they listen to hear you. Uh, no, they anyway. listen to you. <laughs> no, they listen to you, and you want to know why? Because of this next one okay. that you are going to get right. Okay. <laughs> So all you furs, this is why you love Barely right here. No pressure. What did they say about Batman when he went crazy? He went batty. Actually, that, that could be a very... That okay. Could be, that's actually... Yeah. There's multiple statements. We'll accept that. That's why we love you. But that's not what the book says. So take another guess what the book says. I have no idea. What the, I know what I would say, but it's not PG-13. I say he was bat crazy, but that would be not the right words. <laughs> Indeed, the right words are, he has bells in his bat-free. Oh, bells in the bat-free, not bats in the bell-free. That was an old term for crazy, was you have bats in your bell-free. Yes, indeed. Indeed. Well, Tabin, we've come to the part of the show where we have to say goodbye to our listeners until next week. Oh, sad pup. I know. Next week. Parting is such sweet sorrow. But we know that they'll all be back next week when we have returning guest Cassidy Civet on the show. Yeah, she's going to be telling us about all her newest music and projects, so you won't want to miss that. So until next week, every fur, Moobark Fluff, stay furry. And another reason to come back, remember that Barely is going to talk about the difference between a creek and a stream. Don't cross them or else the big dope creature might come out and give you cookies. (laughs) There's something very important I forgot to tell you. What? Don't cross the streams. Why? It would be bad. Oh. <laughs> uh, so yes, on that note, uh, thank you so much, everybody, for, for listening. Um, I hope we entertain you. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you learned some things about math and history. And if we did history, I don't even remember if we did, but if we did, I hope you learned something. Thank you so much. We'll uh, bark at you next time. Can't wait. Have a wonderful week, every first. Stay safe. We love you. Have a good week. Bark, bark. Barely Furcasting is an Injured Nerves studio production and is found on all major podcast platforms or can be heard directly at barelyfurcasting.com. The opinions expressed here are those of the hosts and their guests, and no commercial compensation was granted. The Furcast is produced, recorded, and directed by me, Barely Normal, a.k.a. Mike Began, 
and is edited by myself and our associate editors, Rain Raccoon and Bixby Wolf. This week's interview was edited by Bixby Wolf. Opening and closing theme music, as well as some interstitial music, was created for Injured Nerves Productions for the use on the podcast by our music associate, Reg Day, with Damien Tanuki. If you would like to hear more music by Reg Day, you can search for Tweezerbeak on Bandcamp or Hoop Loop Tunes on SoundCloud. Other interstitial and background music by Shane Ivers through SilvermanSound.com, Gator Tots on SoundCloud.com, and the YouTube Free Use Library. You can send us a message via email at barelyfurcasting at gmail.com or on our Telegram chat at BFFTChat, on Twitter, on our Facebook page, or on the barelyfurcasting.com webpage. The show is supported through donations at ko-fi.com forward slash barelyfurcasting or through Patreon at patreon.com forward slash barelyfurcasting. Thanks for listening. We hope you come back and listen next week. Mm-hmm.